0: Hey, if you are in construction or just do a lot of handiwork yourself, you must try Shark Tooth Blades in your utility knife. They are specifically made for cleaner, more precise cuts, eliminating the paper drag created by ordinary, dull, one-time-use blades. Their blades are 10 times sharper and 5 times more durable. And now, using promo code ESC, you will get an additional 15% off on top of their current sale prices. Visit www.sharktoothblades.com. And order yours today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives podcast, episode 156. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montavo and our very special guest, traveling photographer and Army veteran, Ken- Kenny Pasten. So guys, before we get started, just a reminder to visit our website at com for links to all our articles, shows, merch, all the proceeds of which go back into fighting against leftist oppression in New York and trying to free us from the evil Emperor Cuomo. So Ken, you are, as you described to me, a traveling photojournalist and have been covering a bunch of these fiery peaceful protests so <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: you told me you've been in a lot of different places, you know, it's very peaceful with, you know, just people banging on stuff and, and lighting fires and things like that. So what yeah, you, you know, Denver. Yeah. Just yeah. give the folks home a little bit of insight into what you've been seeing on the ground, because I think that's the most important thing. We had Anthony Cabasas, uh, the conservative Latino on a few weeks ago. He gave the insight into Portland and you've been in a few other places. So just kind of give the folks what they're not getting from the mainstream media.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, like you were saying, you know all the destruction and stuff like that, yeah like in in Denver, they're like, oh, no big deal, just five plus million dollars in damages to the downtown area um but yeah i uh i've been I've been going to a, a few different places um i uh i I started out covering in Colorado springs um where I'm currently uh living. Um, and, and, you know, just covering the, the BLM um, stuff going on there, and uh, it was, it's crazy how, how it started because, like, the first time I went out to cover the, the, the protests going on in, in Colorado Springs, um, apparently it was something like, I, I want to say seven out of ten people that were there at the protests were self-admitted um, Antifa members. And would just come up and just proudly say, "Oh yeah, I'm Antifa, and you know I'm I'm you know I've been doing this for a while, and you know all this stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, interesting. Uh, where are you from?" And you know, some people were like North Dakota and um, Denver. A lot of people said Denver. Um, so, so for people that don't know, uh, Denver is to the north, and Colorado Springs is to the south. Uh, we're about said 45-minute drive. Um, so Denver is not that far off, um, and, and it has a lot of people that often come down from Denver to start problems in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is a very um, conservative town, being that it has the largest concentration of military in the U.S., um, and it's the, one of the places where the president held his rally in February, um, because it is a pretty conservative area. So all of the Denver people end up coming down and starting problems and making all this destruction. Um, but really, what sparked it all is—is is I was there, and I did the—I was covering it, and I—I uh, I got myself to the front of the line, right where the police had a barricade in front of the police department, and they were standing out there with full riot gear and you know the SWAT trucks and everything and. It seemed to be going well, seemed to be going peaceful, and then um, you know the police were like, "Hey, you know, just keep it keep it peaceful, and we'll be all right." And then you know, people, uh, the protesters started cussing and screaming and like spitting over the barricades, and um, and then all of a sudden, just I, I'm not I'm like looking down the line. There's all these people screaming. And the police are on this side and the protesters are on, on this side and all of a sudden boom just big old glass bottle hits one of the police officers in the head and that's quickly followed up by rocks and plastic water bottles and all kinds of stuff and you know within seconds the police were, were on top of them you know spraying down uh mace and actually because I was like between both of them, and I was like right next to a tree, some police officers came around the corner, and I guess they didn't really see me or whatever, and actually hit me in the face with a mace. I got a whole face full of mace just to start off the night, and uh, that's yeah, not that was, no. no it 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 was pretty unpleasant um, but yeah, you know, it followed with with uh, pepper spray and flashbangs and all kinds of craziness, but you know they they like to say that they're peaceful protesters until they're not you know and i have pictures of several people walking through the city picking up filling backpacks full of rocks and going through the trash cans and finding the glass bottles you know like how do you even find a glass bottle anymore anyway like where you know unless it's a wine bottle you know like it is it's crazy but you know they they were Throwing debris at the police officers, and you know they they went out there with their umbrellas, and and uh, I I saw a couple of people with like s- big super soakers. Um, I can only imagine what they had inside of those super sure. soakers. Probably either piss doubt. or bleach or both. Yeah, I really doubt it was water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it started it sparked with that, and uh, and uh, you know then it went on to. Um, a few more of those local protests in Colorado Springs. And then I uh, I, I covered um, one where it was a police officer's house. They went to go protest outside of his house and the um, Antifa and BLM members showed up armed and were um, actively pulling people out of their vehicles and, and trying to, to steal cars and cause destruction. So uh, a group of local veterans Um, you know, they did a call to action, you know, let's protect our neighborhood. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they put that out and I saw it. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go cover it. And yeah, you know, they showed up with, you know, a lot of former military. So they showed up with their, uh, body armor and helmets and, 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 and firearms. And, uh, it really quelled the situation. You know, the police were standing nearby and weren't really engaging. And just kind of letting things happen, but when the veterans showed up, um, you know, it was like, well, do we want to stand and fight here with them, or should we call it a day? So they ended up leaving. Um, and then that fall, that same same day at night, a, a few of them came back and were just kind of screaming, but no, no more craziness. Um, and then um, same group, same group of veterans. Um, had another call to action to to defend Denver. And, uh, you know, this was the most recent situation in Denver where, you know, it was like 5 million plus uh, in damages. And I think it was like 13 people were, were arrested. And I was actually rather proud because one of those arrests was based off of my, my footage, my GoPro footage. Um, one of the uh, one of the people that came up to me in the very beginning and started harassing me and one of my buddies shoving us, um, actually later on, uh, got into an altercation with the SWAT team, and uh, he tried to cut them off with his bicycle, and like cause he wanted them to hit him so that he can like you know claim victimhood, so he tried to cut them off with his bicycle. They run it over, and you know he starts trying to fight with one of them, and they jump off, and they're like. You wanna get arrested? I suggest you walk. So he's like, Oh, F you guys, blah, blah, blah. And he like walks away until they drive off. But seconds later he picks up the bicycle and there's a motorcycle cop driving past him and he throws it at the motorcycle cop's head. And honestly, thankfully by by like inches, he missed he missed the police officer's head. And I just happened to get it on on, on camera and uh two seconds later uh you know someone pulled up and arrested him and i recorded that as well Um, so a
0: big part of this message is that what you're giving us is the same thing that we've heard and the same thing we've suspected is that the left and the mainstream media are essentially covering for these people they're calling them peaceful protesters they're painting them as people who just want social justice and racial equality when in reality they're insurrectionists i mean people like oh Antifa is not a group they're not organized (laughs) And you were telling me before that you've seen evidence to the
2: contrary. Right. Yeah. Like Nadler was saying, Oh, that's not a real thing. You know, that's not a, that's not, that's not real. You know, they're just, it's the boogeyman and it's really not, you know, I have people on, on camera admitting to me that they're Antifa members and that they're all about, you know, change by any means necessary. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, you know, if if we have to destroy things, we have to kill people, you know, that's what we got to do and I'm like whoa whoa man like I'm all about if there's a problem let's fix it but not by any means necessary you know what yeah. I mean there's a the way and a right, right way and a wrong way to do things and definitely that's not the way and and yeah you're 100% correct um you know that same night when I was at the police officer's house and they were protesting in front of his house I have the video where i'm I'm recording myself and I'm like watching the mainstream media people come out, which you know, like all this craziness was happening all day and night, and they show up at like 11 pm when there's you know not that many people there anymore, and they just flat out lie. They're like uh, it was something like I think they said, "Oh, there's like a dozen um pro police officer uh people standing out here." And I screamed, cause I'm like, no, you're not about to lie on TV to the the people right now. I'm standing right there and they actually record me in this shot. I'm standing right there and I'm like, there's like 45 to 50 people here. You know, like, how are you gonna just like, uh, there's, okay, if they would have been like, oh, there's a dozen and there was really maybe like 14 people there. Okay, I can understand that. But dudes with guns, you don't just like mistake you know, a couple of dudes for one person or, you know, it was like they were filling the whole street and the whole neighborhood. So they were just flat out lying, you know, that there was, you know, that there was like, uh, you know a handful of people. And then they were like, oh, there's, there was just one protester here, you know, and all these guys came out for the one protest, but there was actually five of them. But on camera, they waited until the one girl was standing there by herself, recorded that while they, the, the friends had actually gone to the car to grab a sweater because they were cold. So they, they perfectly and, and selective edited the situation to downplay, oh, there's only one, you know, anti-cop protester and there's only a handful of these guys. And it just, it, yeah, they're, they're manipulating and lying and, and they're not showing the truth. And, and they're trying to, to paint a narrative that doesn't really exist, that, that isn't, isn't true, you know?
1: I mean, Kenny, I have a question uh, because you had mentioned something about, uh, you know, how the boogeyman in the room is uh, when it comes to these sorts of uh, protests. Now, we've seen an increase of anti-cop rhetoric uh, throughout the country since the George Floyd uh, riots. Uh, Do you think that the police acted or responded justifiably uh, when they were, when they had bikes thrown at them, when they had objects and debris thrown at them and did you honestly uh, see any forms of police brutality
2: so um i believe you're talking about the denver situation and i I spoke with um uh, a few of the police officers i was like you know i'll I'll do it off camera i just want to talk with you guys and and get your feel for it and stuff like that and um yeah the they were telling me that they were standing there watching them destroy the city and they were specifically given orders to stand down that unless one of them was actively getting hurt that to pretend like they weren't seeing it and and they did they stood there and watched these guys walk up to federal buildings and break out the windows um i believe in that situation i think somebody one of the antifa members fired a um one of those like big commercial grade fireworks that goes up in the air it's like a rocket goes up in the air it blows up and then it shoots out a bunch of different fireworks so it's basically like five fireworks put like daisy chain together and it like goes boom 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 well they shot that right into there was an area the um the denver police department headquarters is like a compound it's got these like Uh, built-in barricades and they just put like a small little fence to enclose it and so they shot it over those barricades and one of the police officers was like oh this is weird walks over to it bends down to like check it out and it exploded in his face resulting in I think it was like third-degree burns all over his body because like it exploded um and you know and then they reacted to that but it wasn't like they arrested the one person, but they weren't just like going around grabbing everyone in sight. You know, they weren't, you know, just taking people and, and attacking people. From For the most part, I thought they weren't doing enough. You know, the situation with um, with the bike, um, I, I I think that guy should have been arrested before he even threw the bike. Because, I mean, that's attempted murder. You know, you, you threw a bicycle at a police officer's head and one that's even driving at that. So, you know, that could have easily, if not killed the police officer, paralyzed.
1: Um, right. So what you're saying is that basically you find that the police were in essence very tame and they yeah. should have done more if they were yeah. not ordered by the city to actually stand down.
2: Yeah, and even when they they, um, they arrested him, you know, they weren't, like, piling on to him and, like, beating him up, like, it was two female officers, they, you know, one yelled at, because, like, as soon as they, they ran in to get him, all of these um, pro-Antifa people, uh, came out with cell phones and they were like crowding and, and, and screaming profanities at the police officers. And one guy was like super hostile. And he was like, you know, F you, you know, the, the female cops and, and, you know, I hope they kill you and your family and all like all this nonsense. I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, you know, the, the the two female officers took care of the situation. And then a few other officers came in and just kind of formed a line and separated people, but they weren't like in that situation where someone almost got killed. I would think, you know, they would, might have weapons drawn or be a little more aggressive. Not that you should, you know, I don't want to see that sort of thing happen, but I would understand if it did happen. Um, and it really wasn't like that. They, they honestly were not, um, going after people as much as I think they should have, especially when, you know, $5 $5 million worth of damages that could have been prevented if they were able to do their job. And, you know, they, they were given the order to just stand down unless someone was actively getting hurt. Um, so, so a lot more could have been done. And that is definitely on the, the mayor. The mayor gave that order to stand down. Um, so, you know, I, and then they start asking for federal funding to repair those cities and stuff like that when they, they purposely let that sort of thing happen. It almost seems like insurance fraud. Oh, let's it's a failing business. Let's burn it down and, and get the you know insurance money.
0: Well, that's so. the same thing we saw in New York from Cuomo and de Blasio. It's like, oh, we bankrupted the cities before COVID, but now you have to bail us out. But we've right. seen this all over the place with leftist politicians covering for Antifa, covering for BLM, the leftist media covering for these people. It's- yeah, yeah, you're loudly enough to throw a temper tantrum to destroy other people's property, to hurt people, to kill people. P innocent people are dying during these riots. These are su- hyper organized groups. These are groups with a mission. They, their goal is to overthrow our country. That is what their goal is. And like you said, by any means necessary. So they don't care if they hurt people. They don't care if they kill people. They literally use brown shirt tactics. They're running up to people. They're intimidating people. They're through fear. They are trying to gain compliance. And right. if if the government, if the leftist politicians, if the Democrats are going to keep covering for these people, they'll they'll eventually succeed, or we'll be in an all-out civil war, because people are sick and tired. Yeah. The average American doesn't want rioting, and we've seen it. Right. The fact that Trump's numbers are going up, the longer these riots go, Trump no, Trump's numbers keep going up, because people don't want that. That's bad. The left has that, lost
2: that, the that's middle. Bad. That's that's crazy to even think that that. People have to see things burn and be destroyed to wake up. And and it's just, it's, it's horrible for those people that own businesses and, um, you, you know, have to suffer and be basically the, the test, you know, test babies for that. And it's just, it, it, it's heartbreaking um, to, to, to see what's happening and people are just letting it go and, you know, those police officers were given the stand down order because they're like, well, you know, let them do it. You know, yeah. let and them do it, it. it
0: emboldens them. It allows them to think that anything can be used as an excuse, And that brings us into the shooting in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on Sunday, where Ricardo Munoz, who was 27 years old, and charged at a bunch of police officers with a knife after his family called the police on him. His right. own family called the police. He charged, I've seen the video. He runs out with a large kitchen knife at the cops like this and they lit him up and what are they doing now they're protesting and rioting because god forbid the police defend themselves from someone with a large knife trying to kill them
2: right and recently there's a there's a great prager u video where um this guy in arizona um he he was doing a lot of anti-police protesting and the police department was like hey man why don't you come do some police training with us? I've we'll seen that video, the use of force training. And and you'll, you'll understand. People don't understand. Unless you've been in a situation like that where you have someone running at you with a knife, you don't understand how fast it happens. Someone can travel 20 feet in less than three seconds. Someone with a knife can get all the way across the room and knife you even before you can pull your weapon out, charge it back, aim, and fire.
0: Yeah, I think it's 25 feet now, right? It used to be the 21-foot rule. I think they extended it to 25 feet. If you're carrying a weapon in a holster, that's why you should always carry one in the chamber.
2: Yeah, and which is is crazy because, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, and, uh, you know, the Ninth Circuit Court had ruled that you are allowed to open carry, but you can have the pistol on one side and you have to have the bullets on the other side and an unloaded weapon. Well, if you've never been in a situation where someone is coming at you, you know, with a bat or a rock or a knife, you wouldn't understand that that's basically useless. You know, you don't have enough time to, to, you know, pull the magazine out, pull the weapon out, put the magazine in, charge it, you know, load it and then aim, you know, it's It's very, very fast. And he's he's, right. right. But these are the same people that think,
0: you know, Having a pistol grip on a rifle makes it more deadly. Like the, it, it's all nonsense. It's all it's all sh- it's all grandstanding. It's all look what I did. I care so much, and that's the thing that the left has been pushing—that they care so much. But it's all just based off control. It's all based off of power. It's what they've been doing for years. It's designed to control the population, divide the population, so they can expand the government and they can have more power. I mean, it's 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 literally it's the Marxist playbook 101. It's di- it's divide and conquer, and fear,
2: yeah. and it's definitely. Um, You know, because they control control the media, you know, they control the the TV networks and the movies and stuff like that. And where do people get most of their information from? It's either from a TV show or from a movie. You know, people that say assault weapons, it's like, well, what's an assault weapon? You know, it's a made up term that doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. You know, a weapon doesn't assault anyone. It's not a thing, you know, but that's what you hear in all of the movies, you know, the good guys are grabbing their assault weapons and, you know, the, the bad guys have their, you know, Russian assault weapons and all this, you know, it's crazy because I, I grew up in Los Angeles. So I grew up in that environment and, you know, prior to joining the army, I had never, you know, fired a weapon, never really handled a weapon, um, you know, so I was raised that way thinking that everything that happens in the movies and stuff like that is real life until I joined the army and I and I fired an M16 and an M4 and, you know, all the weapon systems the army has. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is not at all what I thought growing up, you know. This it
1: actually is, it actually takes skill to be able to handle a weapon properly and use it effectively.
2: Right. right. It's not every, every rifle is a machine gun and it's just going to spray the whole room and, you know, just, you know, like, every movie every movie that you know whether it's a m4 or it's you know whatever they're like spraying down the whole room and i'm like first of all you don't have that many bullets and second of all it doesn't fire that fast right or they call an ar-15
0: a weapon of war like the like the u.s military is issuing civilian rifles to the
2: military right And, and and even the the military version isn't a full automatic rifle it's a three round burst yeah. so you have semi where you're clicking at once, and as fast as you can you can pull the trigger that's how many bullets are going to come out and then you have the three round burst which no one ever even uses no one uses the three round burst and you're just like because you're just wasting ammo well
0: you it's, know, a, a it's video games and movies them. it's taught people that you know this exactly. three round burst is super effective and fully automatic man you're going to get so many rounds on your target and it, yeah, it, it, you know, none of it's based in reality. That's how the left operates. None of their, it's, it's like insane. Sometimes I just find myself just like throwing up my hands because we've gone over this with, with the um, unarmed people killed by police. And the, the theory is that black men, young black men are being murdered by unarmed black men are being murdered by the police in record numbers. Well, we saw right. that last year it was nine and unarmed white men right. were 19. So what's your narrative now? Well, those numbers don't tell the whole truth. So where are you getting your information? from LeBron James, who's just telling you that black men are being hunted in the street. If we can't trust what's being reported, if we can't trust the actual facts that are being given to us, then we're just making stuff up. I just right. say that there were no unarmed black men killed by police because they can't back up their numbers. So why do I have to back up mine? And this is the problem when you don't operate in a fact-based world.
2: And, and I think that's, that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm trying to, to, to give unfiltered, unedited unbiased information you know i when i go out to these protests you know like i said i'll have my one of my phones on my chest and i'll do an instagram live and i'll just let it roll you know i'm not changing my words and sometimes i might say something that i'll regret later you know because i'm talking to a friend and i forget that it's even on you know but i just let the people see what's happening you know and i'm not editing i'm not selective you know cutting and pasting people's words and and doing stuff like that it's funny actually i did a movie with abc about about a situation that happened to me years ago and they specifically did that and there's a there's a scene in the the 2020 special where they asked me about iraq Um, and they're like hey were you afraid you know when you were deployed and my answer was no I wasn't afraid while I was in combat, while I was, you know, deployed over there uh, for myself. I was afraid of making the wrong decisions or wrong choices that would get my buddies killed. So that's what was said. What they aired was they they asked if I was afraid while I was on the mountain, and I said no. End of quote. And I'm like, what? That's not at all what happened. That's not what I said. You know, they totally... You know, they had me talking for like eight hours, asking me a ton of questions. And in the show, it's like maybe 20 minutes. And it's all just selective editing and, you know, cut to different camera and this and that. And it's just like, man, they completely manipulated my statements to, to make me say things that I didn't say and to look a certain way and to, to you know, make military members look bad. Um, but, you know, that's, that's their agenda. You know, it was made by ABC. You know, I, I honestly did not believe when the president said fake news until it happened to me, until I was in that seat and I saw them manipulate my words. And I'm like, this isn't this crazy AI tech where, you know, somebody's speaking and they have like Putin's face on their face or President Trump's. No, nah, man, they use my words. My audio and they cut it in a certain way and they slick little editing and made me say things that I never said um, so so it, 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 it's that that reason that I, I tried to go live I try to take pictures of both sides both you know what the police officers are doing because I think as a photojournalist my job is to keep the police accountable as much as keep the protesters accountable and and so whether they're they're singing and chanting, and that's a good thing, or they're actively handing out um, uh, shields and bats, which was the case in in Denver um, while I was there, a van rolled up and it was handing out shields and 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 uh, like bats and clubs and and you know pipes and stuff like that to arm these these protesters. To, to start riots and to, to cause more destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that is a very professional setup. That's not, you know, five guys just messing around, you know, they're upset. That, that is a coordinated effort, um, you, you know, to have vehicles bringing in, you know, supplies. You, you know, that, that, that takes a lot of planning and logistics. Um, so, you know, hopefully with what i'm doing people can can see you know the truth and not just be misled with this you know quote like a a little bit fiery but mostly peaceful protest you know like and and i actually spoke with some of the, the police and fire department uh because after denver i headed over to kenosha the um the kenosha fire department was telling me that these these protesters would go and start a fire. Um, on, a, on, a, on a bush or a tree or something, they would call in the fire department. The fire department would show up and um, what Kenosha PD did was close down all of the gas stations. There was no gas stations available for miles. And, and, I, and I asked them, why did they shut down the gas stations? Well, they said that um, Antifa was bringing in busloads of, of protesters and each one was getting off of the bus with gas cans every gas station has cameras where did that footage go how did that footage disappear somebody must have paid off those uh, gas attendants or gas stations to you know confiscate those tapes and make it disappear because they were telling me that it was dozens and dozens of people getting off of the, the the buses filling up their gas can full of gas, and they were lighting trees on fire and bushes on fire, calling the fire department. While the fire department is taking care of the tree, they bombed the fire truck. So the fire department is standing there, hosing down a tree over here, and right behind them, their fire truck was just set on fire. They're like, well, what do I do here? And took down the fire truck. So it's
1: insane. But where is you, that in the news? No, I mean you—you—you you, you hear that it's like, oh well, we love the fire department, but we hate the police department, and you're literally giving a, a personal testimony, a, a a primary source of information that you you're aware that people are actually targeting every source of um, infrastructure of safety, infrastructure and safety. Thank no. you. That we have set up in place in this country, in this republic to ensure that there is a resemblance of law and order to ensure that there is an everyday positive uh, way of life here in this country and for stuff that people have fought for and right. these people as Eminent said are just here to tear everything down it's it's a it's not even a joke anymore it's not a joke to say and i was going to make a joke earlier when you were talking about um about the fires and about how antifa was starting It was like unlike joe biden claiming that it was climate change that's happening right. uh,
0: in the, yeah, the Gavin west coast
2: too yeah which Same, we'll get yeah, into yeah <laughs> saying that, oh, it's it's obvious, you know the evidence is clear. You know, Gavin Newsom says, oh, it's climate change. Yeah, what about the dozen or so uh, arsonists that have been arrested all up and down the, the West Coast? Or the know, poor forest, forest management. You
0: clear out the brush, you wouldn't have had these issues. And this is the same thing. They want to have this existential movement, right? Everything needs to be so serious. It has to be handled right now. We've had climate right. crises since the 70s where they said in 10 years we'll all be dead in 10 years we'll all be dead and it's always they're always kicking it forward it's always the goal was well that wasn't right but this one's right and it's trust the science trust the science the whole point of science is that you test it if it didn't work the science was wrong your hypothesis was wrong and this whole a lot of their theories on climate change or their theories to fix climate change are either impossible or completely untested and ben shapiro actually had a really good episode um his latest episode where he discussed all these like ridiculous things where if you literally cut off all the carbon emissions immediately we would over the next 100 years we would only affect the planet like 0.17 degrees in terms of decreasing the increase not even stopping anything so it's this whole thing where you know, they want this existential threat, right? The police are out murdering Black people at record numbers. It's, you know, right. they're just hunting Black people. And, you know, Trump's going to deport every single Hispanic, even if you're here legally. And it's right. always you're garbage. If you're born here. Right. It, it's always yeah. garbage. It's never true. It's always just this thing to incite fear and panic into people to try to motivate them to donate money and go
2: vote. Right. And talking about the deporting part, um, it's funny because my... Uh, I I, my my siblings and I were all born here in the United States and my family came here legally and stuff like that. But my mom has never um, like studied and taken the citizenship test. So when um, President Trump was 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 running for office and and, you know, subsequently got, um, you know, won the presidency. She was telling me she was like, oh, I'm really afraid, you know, I'm watching on Facebook. Telemundo that they're saying that he's gonna support all of us and this and that yeah. and I'm like mom what are you talking about you you're illegal here you you're able to you know you're able to you have a social security number like you're able to work and do all that stuff so what are you talking about and she was like oh but you know that's what they're telling us and that he wants to get rid of all of us and all this stuff and now my mom is a proud Trump supporter my, like, I'm like mom did you get deported she's like no she she goes to visit uh mexico all the time my family's from uh Ciudad de mexico mexico city and um i'm like you see like they were just lying they were just trying to get people to freak out and to start you know all this garbage with daca and, and like for what you know like none of that happened it was all lied and she's like yeah I, you know i see it now that all the things they were saying weren't true, you know, year after year after year, you know, it was always oh, going to deport them and all oh, the Russia collusion and, you know, like all of these, these things that they just kept making up. And now, you know, going back to our, our original topic, well, Antifa isn't real. Like it is real. You know, these, these cities didn't just like blow up, you know, it wasn't an earthquake. You know, somebody went out there and is starting the fires on the, on the West Post. Somebody is going in and destroying these small businesses. And, and even in Kenosha, like there was a, a black woman, she, um, you know, day one, she was out there protesting um, because that guy got shot and um, she's out there protesting with them. The next day they go and bust up her gas station and she was like, I can't believe you guys. I was protesting with you guys. This is a black owned business. They don't and, care. They don't and care. they destroyed it. Yeah, cuz uh, and somebody was like, "Oh, we didn't know. We didn't know." Well, yeah. When well, you're just walking around indiscriminately destroying everything in sight because you're upset, you know, like that's that's not how adults behave. You know, you don't just throw a temper tantrum and just start kicking your feet and flailing around and you know, everyone and screaming and saying, everyone, look at me, look at me, you know, like that. That's not how adults work. That's not how society works. Right. You know, that's and, and why we have laws.
0: Right. And what's being pushed by the left wing media, what's being pushed by these groups such as Antifa and BLM is, is very dangerous. And we've seen the consequences. Like you said, you're from LA. You actually said, told me you were going to try to head there next is the two sheriffs that were shot. They were ambushed in their car. For no reason, for absolutely zero reason, and when they were taken to the hospital, you had BLM outside chanting, "I hope they die, I hope they die. that is now acceptable behavior according to the left it 's disgusting yeah. it 's absolutely disgusting that you would wish yeah. death upon another human being extremely and, and, and I have to give oh, sorry, but I, I just want to yeah. say
1: I have to give a lot of props uh, to the the officers who were actually um, who, who were defending themselves, who uh, you know blessings to them and their family i mean it took a lot of courage that one of the officers took like, what, like three shots uh, even got shot in the forehead and was still able to uh, give cover to her partner and ensure that yeah. they were safe. I mean, it, it, that, that is that we people talk about valor that is valor right there. Uh, so, yeah. you know, if, if any of the family members or friends you know, happen to catch this, you know, God bless all of you uh, and thank you for doing what you guys do. It, that should have never
2: happened. And sorry. Can you go ahead? For sure. For sure. I, I, you know, I, I don't wish harm upon anyone. And I hope that those officers are are taken care of. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure our medical professionals will, will do their best to make sure that they're both all right. But um, yeah, you know, in that situation, you know, with, with military training or, you know, the police training, you know, muscle memory kicks in and you just like, you're not worried about yourself, you're worried about your partner and taking care of each other. And, and yeah, in that situation, I, I think the the female, officer was shot in like the cheek and it went through. And I think that one bullet hit the other guy and she was shot in both arms. Um, I think the, the male officer was ricocheted, hit in the forehead and hit in the, the left arm. But, you know, they both got out of the car and, you know, she rendered aid to her, her partner, you know, applied a tourniquet and, and you know, was still alert enough to be trying to, to um, to get cover and be in a protective protective stance. So, so that was amazing. That you know that that is amazing training to, you know, being shot in the face. You know, it's 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 kind of a big deal. You know, you got she got shot in the face and, and in the arms and stuff like that at close range, and yeah, you know, Compton is uh, Compton is something else, uh, and, and you know, unprovoked. For no reason just sitting there you know hanging out at the at the metro station protecting the metro station actually because they were stationed at the metro station to make sure that you know that they're safety there um and uh yeah it's it's insane it's insane what's happening down there and the reactions of all the people around you know there were several cell phone uh videos of people you know laughing and mocking the police officers that they just got shot and like it's like it's a joke. Like it's no big deal. Like you know, like that, that's just sad. You know, well, sad does reach the level to that point where it's like, whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, we've seen the left. What they do is they dehumanize their enemies. It's right. Republicans or not. They're not. They don't care. They're not people. You know, it's fine to go and disrupt their lives and burn down their homes. It's you know, police aren't humans. It's fine. Every police officer is responsible for every what every other police officer does. But if you apply the same standard to any other group, if you apply the same standard. Right. To, to it's black race yeah, and Hispanic it, you know. And it's true though But that would be true It would be a ridiculous standard But it's fine when it's your enemy And that's what they do right. Because you are their enemy It doesn't and, matter Everything And that is a justified.
2: tactic that's, that's been used in war You know Like we had a, a degrading racial slur For every enemy that we've ever fought You know the Japanese The German The Iraqis You know every enemy that we've had Everyone comes up with a degrading, demeaning term for them because they're not, you know, Joe from my neighborhood. They're, you know, what you know, insert whatever negative term. You know, they're not one of us. You have to dehumanize the enemy in order to be able to take them out. Right. They're those guys. They're the them. They're they're not an us. They're not people. And so it makes it easy to to attack and harm and do whatever, you know, like Maxine Waters, um, was, was, was um, you know, saying, oh, anyone from that administration, you know, you go after them, you go after them in the restaurants, and you go after them in their place of worship, and you, you know, you you get in their face and you harass them, like, that's mm-hmm. the type of stuff that they're calling for, and that, you know, these are elected officials, like, this should not be happening from people that we put into power, unless that is the kind of country that we want to be, is... Is basically electing bullies in office and telling them to go harm other people, you know, to go right. harass them in their home, their place of business and place of worship. Like that's insane. That, that's just, yeah.
0: yeah which right. Is no, it's disgusting. And- and it's the most un-American thing you could possibly do. Gabe, go ahead. No,
1: thank you. No, I was just going to say that people want to dehumanize the police. People want to put the police in a position where they are no longer able to do their job. Uh, yet we have people like Kyle Rittenhouse that'll step up and say, well, well step up, I guess could be a, a slightly, uh, interesting term to use for him, but people take matters into their own hands in the sense of vigilantism uh, and say, we will step up and actually fight back against whatever it is. And then you'll see people calling the police. You'll see people say, well, that's not what it's supposed to be. Or in the case of, uh, George Floyd and Jacob Blake, you'll see, well, they had families too. They had families. they had little kids. What about the officers that were just shot? What about David Dorn? What about officer Familia? They all had families and and children to return home to that were destroyed, not because they were committing violent crimes and criminals, but because they were there either to protect and serve or because they were a, a, a just a, a victim of this senseless hatred. Right. Or they just had, what, the ability to try and say, We want to protect what is ours. Whatever it was, whatever the case is, is that these people are being targeted. Officers are being targeted. Regular citizens and Samaritans, good Samaritans, are being targeted on the basis of if you're not with us, then you are not against us. You are the enemy. You are evil. You are subhuman. You are bowing down to some sort of illusion, hyperbolic situation that has no basis uh, of reality. And it's 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 evil it's horrible what how people are putting this
0: division against each other but what they do is they blame they blame it all on trump it's all trump's fault the fact that blm murdered david dorn that's trump's fault because and it's remember cuomo said it's trump's fault that covid came to new york city because it wasn't the china virus it was the european virus that came from china like it really matters like it's all it's all a game they think we are so stupid they really do the left, the Democrats and the left media really think we are so stupid that if they you don't know. just don't mention something, it never happens. Like the internet doesn't exist. Like we live in North Korea, they think so little of the American people, which makes it so sad that so many people buy their crap. It's yeah. so infuriating because I know people who are smart who just like buy into it. I'm like, man, have you done any research? They're like, well, but they're lying. What do you mean they're lying? I, I saw the story, I spoke to people that were there. Like when right. I spoke to, when we spoke to the Conservative Latino, we spoke to someone who's on the ground. We spoke to Kenny right now. You can't tell me is not organized. You can't tell me that these pe- these protests where they're burning down cities are mostly peaceful. That it's garbage.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's sad because I was just talking to someone about Los Angeles, you know, where I'm from. And and you know, the statistic might have changed a little bit over the years, but it's something like seventy percent of Los Angeles is not from Los Angeles, and people that go to Los Angeles are often um, are are often thinking that they're superior to the rest of the nation because they got out of their small town in Kansas or you know swamps of Louisiana or wherever, and you know they've they've made it. They're out in L.A., so they're they're superior. They're better. And you know when. People come to Los Angeles and they have an accent. People just like look at them like they're trash, like they're they must be ignorant because they're from the south, or you know they they must not be as smart as us because they have some sort of African accent or something like that. Um, it, it's, it's the coastal you know New York and and Los Angeles elitism um, that they just believe that you know what they think and their little bubble is what it is and and it's just it's not like that i was just speaking to a an er nurse and and she was telling me oh well why didn't why didn't trump um you know get get voted out because hillary won the the, the popular vote and i'm like well that's not how our republic works and there's a reason for that because if we just went off of the popular vote everyone in los angeles chicago and new york would matter the rest of the country would be irrelevant. The rest of our issues in small town wherever would not be important to these politicians because all they have to do is get a couple of cities and that's it. You know, that's all they have to do is campaign in those big cities. And that's what Hillary, you know, Clinton actually ended up doing was just going to these big cities and oh well, you know, California is good, you know. But ignoring the rest of America and and that's kind of what's happening right now with, with Joe Biden and, and Trump, you know, he's, he's going to all these small towns and places, you know, all over there's bus tours and stuff like that going on for president Trump. And, you know, you have Biden hanging out in a basement, you know, having I, somebody was just on a uh, Fox and friends, I think from his campaign, it's like not even Joe Biden out there fighting for Joe Biden, you know, some other staffer, you know, Fighting for him and evading questions, and you know, like, what does he even stand for? Nothing. Like, what, he stands what for nothing.
0: He... His brain is mush. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Right. He, he's right. an empty it, vessel. It,
2: but. It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I do what I do because I want people to see the truth, and and I think that that those of us that can go and do it should, um, and and everyone should be a citizen journalists and and you know show what's really happening and and you know report on it and and tell your friends like you know i was there this is what happened it's not you know a little fiery but mostly peaceful protest or you know nothing to see here you know don't worry about these guys destroying the city look at you know these guys you know you know so you know hopefully with what i'm doing i can i can help and shed some light and and you know not be caught up in all the biased, you know partisanship and you know this side that side you know i it just whatever happens happens and you know i i'm i'm just there to be an observer and and you know show the world what's happening
0: yeah 100 i think that's a great place to end that's the message that we want to give is that the truth is the most important thing if we're not operating based from truth then we're just living in essentially what the leftists are doing or making our own reality But kenny why don't you give the thank you so much again for coming on why don't you give the folks at home the information where they can find more of your stuff online
2: uh well i i I have a an instagram account it's uh it's my full name so kenny b Pasten, k-e-n-n-y b-p-a-s-t-e-n um on instagram and i'm currently in the process of trying to uh set up a, a patreon account so that I can go out to these different locations and and you know be able to have the gas money and food to, to, to go out to these locations and report um, so far it's just been on my own dime and, and, and you know going out to, to Kenosha was rather expensive um, but I'm glad that I went and I was able to talk to the people that I could talk to and, and take pictures and video and stuff like that so um, you know with everyone's help hopefully you know we can, we can do some more some more coverage. Yep. Gabe?
1: All right. So, as it all goes, you can find me on Instagram at baron.montalvo, that's B-A-R-O-N.montalvo, and on Twitter, baron underscore Montalvo, uh, and on Facebook in the pages tab, Gabriel E. Montalvo. If you support the Hispanic conservative movement, please check out rnha.org and uh, our New York uh, Facebook page, rnha.org. Oh, sorry, Republican National Hispanic Assembly,
0: uh, New York chapter. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network. And remember to check out our website, EmpireStateConserveNetwork.com for links to all our stories, episodes, and our store. And like Kenny said, if you can help support us, please help support us. Buy something. When Kenny has his, you know, Patreon set up, support him, support Things like the Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners of America, these things. We need money to fight back. We need money to be able to do these things. Your support means everything to us. So remember, listen, like, subscribe, share, all those things. Share with the liberals. Share with the conservatives. You are not alone. We are here to fight back. So for that, everyone stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom.